Hello, hello. Hey, yeah, yeah. Check one, two. Check one, two. Testing, 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 testing. Uh, so who whose turn is it? I don't know. You can do it. Do you care. do you need any uh, need to do any kind of prep before we get started? Or uh, no, no, I did my prep by watching <laughs> these two movies. So. so we could just dive right in. I'm ready. Yes, hello, welcome to 2002 A Film Odyssey, the podcast where films are discussed, specifically the films of the year 2002. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. Uh, we're back. Yeah. Again. We're back at you with uh, uh, another double feature. Right. Uh, is this still February 15th? Yeah, we're still on February 15th. Because, yeah, the last proper episode we did, Crossroads and Hearts War. And on this episode, do you want to say what, what films we're doing? Uh, sure. We're doing John Q and uh, Peter Pan Return to Neverland. Mm-hmm. Uh, also sometimes called Peter Pan 2 Return to Neverland. Yeah. The sequel to the old Peter Pan Disney yes. animated movie. Yeah. Because... Uh, uh, you know, because we got to do it. We're dedicated to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have to do it, technically, but we don't have to, like... I don't have a lot to say about that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but... We were talking about this before we started recording, that we're going to be talking probably quite a bit more about John Q than yeah. Return to Neverland. Yeah. Um, and also, Return to Neverland, it's not for, it's not for us. No, we're, I don't really know who it's for, though. Um, because it's a, it's a sequel to a much older movie, like beloved yeah. movie. So it would have mm-hmm. been for like I guess kids at that time um, maybe saw the animated one on like VHS. Yeah, I mean it. I I don't know this, but I'd imagine Peter Pan had probably been re-released or yeah, sure. You know, came right. out of the vault sometime around that time, right? Um. Yeah, so we're talking uh, Peter Pan Return to Neverland, and before that we're going to be talking about John Q with Denzel Washington. Right. And these are the number one and number three movies at the box office their respective weekend. Oh, wow. I'm actually kind of surprised Return to Neverland did as well as it did, because it's an extremely forgotten movie, like in the Disney yeah. canon or whatever. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's not even. Is it on Disney Plus? It is. I, that's how you I, watch I it. watched that's it on right. Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So if if you want to watch Return to Neverland, it's on Disney Plus. It's also only like uh, seventy five minutes long. Yeah. It's it's actually not even like yeah. it's an hour and five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. um, because I was watching it and it ended at the hour and five minute mark, and I was like, wait a second, is there like? a short or something after this but it's just got very long credits really really padding that out yeah <laughs> um yeah so we watched both of those movies uh we did mm-hmm. that we did yeah um yeah so those are the uh the third and fourth movies that we're going to be talking about from february 15th and then on the next episode we're going to be doing the last movie from that day which is 
Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Yeah, a very big day for releases. Yeah. Obviously, uh, um, Return to Neverland doesn't really uh, doesn't really uh, hit much for us, but uh, right. But the other ones all all were like maybe if not of interest to us, at least of note. Yeah. Like we knew about them and right. heard about them. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say which ones I saw in theaters, but I guess I'll save that for when we, we get into these movies. Uh, well, I, I mean, I know which, which ones you saw in theaters. I can guess that. You saw John Q in theaters. Mm-hmm. You saw Hearts War in theaters. Mm-hmm. And you saw Super Troopers in theaters. Yeah. But you didn't see Crossroads, and no. you didn't see Return to Never. That's right. Yeah. So I saw three of the four. Right. Or th- I'm sorry, three of the five. Uh, I'm just a one out of five man. I saw Super Troopers, and that's it. Yeah. So this was a first for John Q for you. My first John Q viewing, yeah. yeah. This is a movie I'd always heard not great things about, mm-hmm. uh, and I could see why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I never... never uh, Never wanted to see it before. Uh, I like Denzel enough as an actor. I don't like a lot of his movies, though. Um, yeah. Because he does a lot of, like... I don't know. I guess if movies like this, like John mm-hmm. Q, like, came out more frequently these days, it would it would kind of make me happy. Yeah. Because it's that, like, kind of mid-budget thriller that we mm-hmm. always talk about. Yeah. Um, that we always lament yeah, that we don't. Yeah. And yeah. that, like... Now, the little things, like, mm-hmm. despite sucking last year, was yeah. kind of one of those. Right. And in a way, even though I, I wouldn't say I liked it or anything mm-hmm. like that at all, yeah. um, I at least was like, well, it tried. It's still a thriller that came out in theaters yeah. and didn't cost, like, $150 million. And that kind of brings uh, brings me into uh, my chill-out session movie. Oh, Okay. Oh so yeah. If you want to chill out for a second. Yeah. So we're gonna chill out before right. we dive into John Q. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the only movie I've really watched lately, besides stuff for the podcast, oh, well, I guess I, I guess you could say that we watched the entire Bad News Bears trilogy since yeah. we did that yeah. home video episode. Um, now that's a fun episode to listen to if you uh, if you're just listening to the 2002 proper episodes. Yeah. I suggest listening to that one. It's very wacky. Yeah, uh, we go off on a lot of funny tangents. We, we're up pretty late and lots I, of lots I, of giggles. I had a pretty good time editing that one. Yeah, because it made me laugh out loud a few times. There's one point where you attempt to do a Burgess Meredith impression, <laughs> and then you stop after just making like a, a noise. Sound? <laughs> yeah, it's like a ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I listened back to that one also. Yeah, see how it sounded. Um, besides that, the only movie I've watched recently is, uh, the, uh, the, a mo- another movie that's kind of like, um, you know, one of those sort of thrillers that's, mm-hmm. like, clearly meant for adults, but isn't, like, a super expensive, uh, superhero property or whatever, and that was Kimmy, the, uh, oh, Steven yeah. Soderbergh movie mm-hmm. that we watched together the other day, uh, along with Travis. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I, I would say it was good. I don't know if I would say great, but... No, and, and that's kind of where Soderbergh's, like, recent stuff is settling for me in that, like, three and a half out of five star yeah. range where it's like, yeah, this is a solid movie mm-hmm. with actors playing real characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? 
Um, like, No Sudden Move is similarly kind of fun because it's like, oh, Don Cheadle's like in a real movie again. Yeah. It feels like it's been forever since I've seen him not just playing the Iron Man guy right. that he plays. So The Iron Man guy. <laughs> I, I don't remember his character. Name <laughs> I was going to say Hawkeye, but that's obviously that's, not. That's, no. That's Renner. That's... Uh, war machine. War machine. <laughs> yeah. Is it war machine? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say Warhammer, but yeah, war machine. Warhammer is like those little figurines. That yeah. People collect and like paint and stuff. Right. Right. No. And, uh, uh, yeah. No. But Kimmy's Kimmy's fun. It. Uh, yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain things you can kind of see coming, but uh, but it's yeah, it's still like a fun thriller yeah totally just and, doesn't get made anymore and it's like 90 minutes long it's yeah. the exact length you want it mm-hmm. to be um we kept remarking while watching how like reminiscent of panic room it is and mm-hmm. it's also written by the guy who wrote panic room david yeah. kep david kep uh who writes some interesting things and also some stinkers yeah including two 2002 movies panic room and uh spider-man spider-man one yeah yeah Uh yeah so those would be ones we'll be talking about uh he's the writer and director of secret window right or for sure the director i would assume the writer Mm. yeah i i would assume yeah probably and that ricky gervais uh ghost movie ghost town yeah ghost town um so that was all all you watched in that's all I've watched, yeah. Besides, uh, I mean, the Bad News Bears movies, yeah. these two movies. Uh, well, if you think about it, uh, we haven't had a chill out since, uh, I want to say, like, March 3rd we did our Crossroads episode. So I feel like we've seen a lot, or at least I have. Like, um, it's been a couple weeks. Um, I, yeah, I haven't really actually watched too much. Did we talk about Batman? I was going to say, we both saw the Batman okay yeah um yeah i guess that that is one more we can talk about um so yeah. i guess another zoe kravitz movie yeah uh yeah the batman's fun it's yeah. good uh, uh i know that we talk a lot of shit on like superhero properties mm-hmm. but like it's a pretty good one yeah i mean just uh when we were we saw it and we saw all the trailers before the batman it got me kind of bummed out that that's you know superhero movies are all we're going to be getting for the the year like Mm -hmm. that's all there is in the foreseeable future is Mm -hmm. you know it's like an ip right wasteland yeah uh but at least with the batman it it's an interesting take on it like it's a kind of reminded me of a um like a james elroy style yeah definitely I mean, that was one thing I remember reading way back uh-huh. when they first started filming, that they really wanted to, like, play up the detective aspect of yeah. Batman's, like, character. Mm-hmm. So it definitely does that, even though he, like, kind of sucks as a detective a couple of times <laughs> in the movie. Uh, yeah. You're just like, way to go, dipshit, you fucked it up. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I also like that, um, I don't know, it, um... It felt different from the Nolan ones, like, in a, like, real way, without going too goofy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Like, I don't know, it still managed, it, 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 it didn't go so dour that it was like, oh my god, but like, I don't know, I don't know, it carved out an interest, interesting, like, you know, space for itself, mm-hmm. um, that in a way I sort of never really thought a Batman movie might ever be able to do again after the Nolan ones, because, yeah. you know, those kind of felt like, oh, these are the definitive Batman mm-hmm. movies or whatever, and everything else is just gonna sort of pale in comparison but um it was pretty good yeah, yeah. it's nice that it was just like a like a crime story basically mm-hmm. you know about corruption and the the riddler was i you know i think that was it was pretty clear that he was like kind of a john doe style uh mm-hmm. like seven yeah yeah also super like QAnon, mm-hmm. all of that yeah because he's like He's like viral. He like posts on 4chan and yeah. in the movie. So <laughs> yeah, um, was it 4chan or was it like the? I mean, it was probably like a, a fake. 4chan yeah, that movie's like, version of 4chan, yeah, Gotham Chan or something like that. <laughs> but um, G Chan, yeah, G Chan. <laughs> um, yeah, I the um, the thing I didn't. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. Is uh, do we have should we do a spoiler warning before yeah, you say whatever guess, you're gonna say i guess yeah it's been out for a while i feel like most people but yeah. i mean if you haven't seen it yet. haven't seen it it's like fast forward a minute or so the podcast yeah. uh, the uh like the barry keegan like clearly meant to be the joker reveal mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about it i mm-hmm. would have kind of almost like them to just avoid doing that Mm, yeah just, we've seen so many versions of the joker like, yeah and even recently because we had the joaquin phoenix one mm-hmm. we had the jared leto thing yeah and then obviously <laughs> the, the thing <laughs> the, the heath ledger one which again is like considered by most people to be the definitive one yeah i don't know i think i'm just a little jokered out and uh, yeah i was kind of hoping to see them just like not really even go there yeah but uh yeah, I also saw the uh, deleted scene with more. Yeah, uh, I did watch that. Did also. you watch that yeah. also? Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, I thought it was fine. I kind of was. I was kind of multitasking when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, my my wife actually showed me the my wife <laughs> my wife showed me the the clip uh, just because. Uh, she uh she's she's irish and she you know is really uh i guess proud of barry keegan <laughs> oh sure even though he plays like a weird freak and everything right he's in. Yeah. yeah and uh and she was like oh he's he's the joker and she was excited about that and she's a good actor yeah he man. is good and she showed me the clip and uh yeah it was fine uh, yeah i yeah yeah we'll see i don't know if they i mean i think i think it's pretty much a lock that they'll do like a sequel yeah or whatever but uh i know matt reeves was just being like well we just wanted to have some fun with it i'm just <laughs> like all right i don't believe you yeah you would have just cast some random guy if you were just yeah. like having fun with it uh not an up-and-coming <laughs> yeah an up-and-coming character actor type i think that was the thing i like the most about it is that it was for the most part just felt like a standalone like batman yeah. crime movie as it, opposed to it setting up like a whole universe or future right. sequels it, it can totally operate on its own yeah i also loved colin farrell in it mm-hmm. i mean 
he's having a blast just yeah. doing this like De Niro thing. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Um, I think he might've been my favorite part about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think he is also like a sign that there's probably going to be another one coming Yeah, because like, uh, I guess still spoiler territory. Yeah. Uh, we'll let you know when spoilers are over. He's like, He's basically set up to take over the, like, crime operations at the end of the movie. Yeah. Because of um, John Turturro. Yeah, who is uh, Falcone. No. Falcone. Uh, Maroney. Or... Mar- Maroney or Falcone? <laughs> uh, Falcone. I, yeah. I, I can't remember. Fal- I don't know. I'm. It's either Maroney or Falcone. I'm not, like, a, a, a Batman or, uh, like, comic enthusiast, so... Yeah. My my knowledge is mostly limited to like the one comic book I've read, mm-hmm. and then also uh, the movies. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think like Colin Farrell, like because he's not actually in the movie all that much. Uh, no. Uh, I think that's a sign that there's probably going to be another yeah, one too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I I did watch a few more things. I'll try and go quickly i i mentioned on previous recent episodes that tubi has sent me down a rabbit hole of just kind of like uh 80s 90s thrillers and uh you know erotic thrillers and things like that and i watched uh um uh sea of love with al pacino Mm, that's a movie i'm very familiar with the dvd case and vhs because he's doing like a james bond pose yeah, yeah, but I've important. never seen that movie. Um, great, not really, but entertaining, sure. I think it would, um, you know, satisfy you on a couple, in a couple ways. On like, a Pacino level? On a Pacino level and a John Goodman level. Oh, cool. John Goodman's actually pretty, pretty solid. I didn't it. even know he was in that. Um, yeah, it's just like a... I want to say like 89 it came out mm-hmm. um serial killer thriller that's, uh, that's a weird that's a weird period for uh pacino 80s pacino is is a weird period yeah, yeah. Late basically 80s. up until uh he wins the oscar for scent of a woman mm-hmm. and then that's like a whole new era after yeah. that but yeah uh yeah the 80s pacino is kind of strange yeah um, remember yeah. the revolution? I do remember the revolution, but I've never seen it. Oh, you did I want, I know oh. you watched it in a class. Yeah, I watched it in one of our uh, a history class, right? Yeah, it was a, like a U.S. history. Yeah, I, I think I had a different teacher that year. Okay. Uh, yeah, because we did have the same history teacher at one point, but yeah, um, yeah, that movie's awful. Mm. That's the I all I know about it is your review of it. <laughs> when i mean your review like you telling me that it's shitty yeah yeah it's yeah. real shitty <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. i don't have a lot to say about it yeah. except that it's extremely shitty mm-hmm. uh i think like his character name is like dobbs <laughs> I, I remember that <laughs> i just also remember the scene with like a like a french aristocrat like charging into battle uh-huh going like yeah <laughs> like in like i don't know I just remember that kind of making me like laugh. Brian Cox and Troy. <laughs> 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 
one of the greatest chapter stops of all time. <laughs> Brian Cox's I mean Battle Cry and Troy. The fact that they made that they make that the start of that chapter <laughs> is so great. Because you could just easily just hit that previous chapter button and watch yeah. it all over again. Uh it's just like a zoom in on Brian Cox and like the the music kind of swells up a little bit and then he raises his sword and goes yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh that's troy that's uh, yeah, yeah that's that's my favorite part of troy mm-hmm. uh i've i distinctly remember rewinding that chapter several times and watching it and having a good time laughing at that yeah <laughs> uh and you can if you're like, what are these guys talking about? I think you can find that clip on YouTube, and it's like eight seconds long. And oh. I think it's just like uh, Agamemnon's scream or something like that. <laughs> uh, or you could probably just YouTube search Brian Cox Agamemnon and find it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just called Troy Agamemnon Scream. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and if, if you just put in Agamemnon or probably even Troy. Yeah. Troy screams. Uh, it comes right up. Yeah. And it's just Brian Cox mm-hmm. screaming. It's a great moment. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched, uh, I watched that. I watched Sea of Love and I also watched a movie called Scissors with Sharon Stone. Um, <laughs> this is also an erotic thriller. Also an erotic thriller. Very like De Palma-esque, um, uh ronnie cox actually okay. a terrific ronnie cox okay he's um, never bad yeah uh yeah very like body double-esque um not great very stupid but like kind of fun that's with sharon stone ronnie cox and steve rails back steve rails back's in it yeah from the stuntman yeah stuntman's a good movie uh, I've never seen the Stuntman, but it's yeah, been on my. No, that's that's one I know you would like. It's on my watch list. Stuntman's fun. Yeah, the movie's uh, Scissors, directed by a guy I've somehow never heard of before. I believe that might have been his only movie. It's uh, oh, okay. Folletta, something yeah, Folletta. Frank D. Folletta. Frank D. Folletta. Yeah, yeah, very like uh, Italian thriller, dreamlike kind of movie, but also really stupid. And I think it might have got some Razzie nominations. But that's not an indicator yeah, the of anything. Razzies, the Razzies. So. Yeah. Um, it was what I think Sharon Stone did, like, right between Total Recall and Basic Instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the Razzies are lame. Yeah. The Razzies just happened, so did the Oscars. Mm-hmm. We got any Oscar thoughts before we move on? Um... I don't really want to talk about the slap. That's <laughs> been, like, discussed ad nauseum. Yeah, the... Biggest moment in... Uh, it's probably the biggest moment in Oscars history now. Yeah. Uh, we watched the Oscars together. Yeah, we saw that live mm-hmm. on a weird weird uh, tape delay, like where they cut out from it. Yeah. And then came back with like Chris Rock just kind of standing there. Yeah. Well, they they didn't cut out the, the video, right? They cut out the audio, correct? No, I remember. I don't remember any of the... I remember seeing the whole thing, but not hearing the whole thing. It... I don't think we did. For some reason, I thought it cut out for a second. Maybe. I'm not sure. Because we didn't... It, like, froze. Because we didn't actually see Will Smith slap him. Oh, Live okay. on TV. I think it, like, froze on mm-hmm. 
and at first I just thought, oh, it was weird timing, and mm-hmm. the like stream that we were watching froze. Yeah, but it that was just the ABC tape delay. Oh, okay. Version because then we saw the unedited version from like, I think the Japanese right Oscar feed. Yeah. Um, and then the Australian one had the audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it happened. I don't think it's worth like all no. the uh, no. all the think pieces no. about it. And, no, uh, uh, you know. I mean the amount of like uh, people like being like Will Smith should have been arrested on the spot. All right. It's like all right, calm down. <laughs> um, uh, did you see that Will Smith resigned from the Academy though? Uh, I did hear that today. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, go elsewhere if you're looking for. <laughs> for takes on that i don't i don't really have a lot to say about it yeah i mean we it, saw it it was a weird thing to see uh it happened maybe different choices could have been made i guess yeah uh what do you think of the oscar like winners uh well i lost my my oscar pool i yeah. didn't win so it was a lot of stuff i didn't i i was in the same one i also did <laughs> yeah. although i came in fourth i came in very I was, like, very close to potentially winning if, yeah. if I picked, like, a couple things differently. Yeah, because we're in an Oscar pool with, I think, like, 10 to 15, may- maybe more other people. And, yeah, you, I think, came close to entering the top three. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I was, I was uh, I think, one single point behind the guy who came in third. Yeah, and yeah. And if I... If I'd changed my best picture to Coda, which is the one I was kind of like going back and forth on, mm-hmm. I would have came in second. Yeah. But like I would have tied for first, I think. Right. But then lost the tiebreaker, so. And I thought for sure it was going to be the power of the dog. I mean, I kind of did too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Coda seemed like too small of a movie to win. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, yeah, like the, the buzz for that, I thought came maybe too late. I don't know. I, maybe I just wasn't, didn't have my f- finger on the pulse with all that stuff, right. but I mean, I, I did like a little bit of research on like Vegas odds and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that was like one of the tightest categories yeah. like for Vegas odds. They were, they gave power of the dog and Coda equal, mm-hmm. um, equal odds basically. Yeah. So they didn't even really know uh yeah so the oscars happened and uh yeah i think i think that was about all i watched i want to say there was a one more new thing that i saw oh i watched uh deep water last night speaking you also saw x oh yes uh so i have seen x and i've seen deep water uh x x i liked a lot that's probably my favorite yeah, uh, we should talk about that soon. I'm gonna go see it before it leaves theaters. So yeah, we could talk more about it after, maybe after I see it before but, the Super Troopers episode or before the uh, Super Troopers talk. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then Deep Water. What was Deep Water again? Uh, Deep Water is the uh, is that that's what it's called, right? The Ben Affleck. Anadarmus. Oh yeah, the Adrian Lyne movie. Adrian Lyne, yeah. yeah. Speaking of erotic thrillers, yeah, right. the the king of erotic thrillers. Well, one of them. One of him them. and De Palma. De Palma. Sure, those are the two guys, and then yeah. maybe like Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, being there too, or Verhoeven. Even though 
He just his did, was like just kinda, did the one. Yeah, it's a little. Tiny. But it is a famous one. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What did you think of that movie? Of Deepwater, um, Tracy Letts. Tracy Letts was in it. Um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say very good, but I am glad I watched it and I wasn't bored. Yeah, I kind of have that uh, that itch also to yeah. watch it. Even yeah, maybe I don't think it'll be good. Give it a shot. I mean, it's uh, basically it's like a lifetime movie, but with good production value, kind of mm-hmm. like the girl on the train and yeah. Uh, a simple favor and um gone girl even though i think gone girl is pretty solid i just think it's mm. yeah no it kind of is basically like an yeah. impeccably crafted lifetime movie yeah um yeah deep water is uh, a weird one because that was the movie that like uh, affleck and anna de armas were making Mm-hmm. When they were like very publicly dating early mm. in COVID, yeah, and they would always be photo, you know, photographed like outside mm. one of their apartments or whatever, yeah. And then like, um, and the whole thing felt very like staged for publicity. <laughs> and then like, they broke up, and that movie just got shelved, and like it it sat for like a full year or something. Oh, really? Just like, and then and then it just kind of quietly came out on Hulu like a month ago. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of a weird, weird, a weird, uh, story. I'd be curious to know if they ever actually worked together, if it was mostly for publicity or for, what, but, for deep water. Right. I mean, yeah. I, all of Affleck's like personal life feels like it's just for <laughs> a like, tie into whatever yeah, movies like, coming out. Cause like the Gili, the JLo stuff now feels like a, like a, like an image correction thing for him. Like, <laughs> Or he's trying to like change his image or something. Like I don't yeah. know. Nothing about him in real life feels genuine. Yeah. But like maybe not even by his own design. Like he's just some sort of weird tool for <laughs> I don't know. It's maybe it maybe it's a tragic story or whatever. Maybe. Uh, Affleck not bad in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. he's better in some scenes than others, I'd say, but uh it's uh the movie's okay i didn't for a second think of turning it off or (laughs) what's your um what's your favorite affleck performance just quickly off the top Mm -hmm. of your head that you can think of uh does dazed and confused counter is that too too small Um, too minor eh, Uh, might be too minor i guess i'm thinking more like let's let's do lead performance because If if we weren't going lead, I would go with the last duel from last mm-hmm. year, which yeah. you still need to see, which I still have to watch. Yeah. Um, but I think if, if I'm going lead, I think I would go Gone Girl. He's really good. Pro- actually, yeah, probably Gone Girl. Yeah, I don't like like it's. I don't love Gone Girl. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's lower on my Fincher tier mm-hmm. list, but yeah. um, but he's really good. And gone girl even yeah. though he's a weird freak who won't wear a yankees hat <laughs> yeah uh yeah i might go with gone girl yeah his performance in deep water reminded me a little bit of his gone girl yeah i can sort of see that because yeah. he kind of plays like a guy who may or may not be a scumbag right, right yeah so deep water he's like a tech billionaire or millionaire who uh is okay with his wife seeing other people maybe Mm. and maybe he's not okay 
with <laughs> his wife okay. seeing other people. Okay. Uh, that's basically what the movie's about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd probably give it like a, a C somewhere around there. I mean, for a lot of those movies like that, like the straight to streaming service ones, mm-hmm. all I can really ever hope for is to be entertained. Yeah, like, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not watching. I'm not watching them, hoping that it's going to be like one of the best movies I've seen all year. Right. I'll just be pleasantly surprised if I even like it. Yeah, it'll just make you think of the days when those kinds of movies were released in theaters. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Deep Water was Adrian Lyons' first movie since Unfaithful, which was released in the year... 2002. Uh, 2002. That's crazy that he hadn't done anything. Yeah, 20 years. I I guess I hadn't really thought about him in a while, and then yeah. I just remember looking that movie up and being like, whoa, Adrian Lyons directed this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess that brings us back to 2002. 2002, and mm-hmm. we've got two movies to talk about. Yeah, uh, 2002, John Q. John Q, 2002. <laughs> How about you? Uh, uh, this movie's a piece of poo. <laughs> yeah, so John Q, uh, this is my first time. You saw this uh, I saw day? John Q opening night, yeah, yeah, with Travis and a couple other buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing I remembered when I was watching it for this rewatch, and I I haven't seen this movie in 20 years, um, but I had some memories come flooding back to me of uh, how how well this movie went over with my audience when I saw it. The crowd was into it, and I... (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. It definitely is set up to be a crowd pleaser. Yeah. And which is funny because in the, the movie, too, John Q is also, like, a big crowd pleaser. Like, mm-hmm. the crowds in, like, yeah. support of him of are John also Q. cheering and going crazy. So mm-hmm. it's like telling the audience how to react <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Hey, you love John Q. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do remember seeing this opening night, and I'm pretty certain that it was a sold out showing just because the theater Uh, that we went to on friday nights like it sold out a lot especially big movies right um yeah yeah i i believe that i mean Mm -hmm. and and that too was at a time like when denzel was a pretty big draw yeah um yeah for sure uh so let's let's go over briefly what john q's about yeah, uh, for anyone who's not familiar, mm-hmm. uh, he's John Quincy Archibald, mm-hmm. John Q, John Q, common man. <laughs> yes, John Q. Uh, this movie's directed by Nick Cassavetes, who mm-hmm. is maybe one of the most like boring directors who's ever. Um, yeah, which is weird because he's John Cassavetes' son, right? But he doesn't make such movies. A faceless director. It doesn't make movies anything like no John not at all. Cassavetes. Like, um, what has he directed? Like, he's done this. He did the Notebook. Right. So I think right before this, he would have done uh, "She's So Lovely." If you remember mm-hmm. that movie with yeah. Sean Penn and Travolta, Robin Wright. Yeah. Yeah. And he did one movie before that too, but I can't remember what it was. It was something with Jenna Rollins. Uh huh. Um. But 
and then after John Q, he did The Notebook, and then I think Alpha Dog. Right, Alpha yeah. Dog was 06, right? Correct, yeah. Um, I have kind of a soft spot for Alpha <laughs> Dog. It's not good. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I think it's quite possible Alpha Dog is his best film in my opinion i might have to look at a list i also haven't seen the stuff he did before john q like i haven't seen she's so lovely or the other movie uh unhook the stars unhook the stars i was gonna say it's something that's like a sentence title yeah uh then he did my sister's keeper yeah which is another is it is that a nicholas sparks thing or is it just like kind of i think it's just sparksian it's jody picolt Jody Picoult, that's right. So another best-selling yeah. author. Uh, he did a movie called Yellow. I don't know what that is. Which only has three hundred, only has three hundred IMDb ratings, but it has Riley Keog, Keog, Keog. I always forget to say your name. Uh, uh, I always just say Keo. Keo, sure. Uh, so that's a movie with. Her and, oh, Sienna Miller? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was something that was just like at a festival or something and never got proper yeah, distribution. Yeah, it's, it's like a full-length movie, but... Uh, yeah, because I, I did like, see that. seen that. I saw that on his filmography, but I have never heard of it. It looks a little more like, I mean, maybe not good, but like more interesting mm-hmm. than... yeah. A lot of his brothers, because then his next movie after that's 2014, The Other Woman, which is that, like, Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. uh, Shirley MacLaine? No. No, no, that's... Oh, I'm thinking In Her Shoes. That's Yeah, different one. You're just kind (laughs) of getting them confused. This is just, I believe, just like a romantic comedy. Oh, okay. Cameron Diaz, Kate Upton, and uh, Leslie Mann. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) he's... So he's kind of a journeyman, yeah. Director, yeah. He uh, he is doing um, uh, it's like a gangster movie called God Is a Bullet. Hmm. I think I I think you and I have talked about it, but like Jamie Fox is in it, uh, Ethan Suplee, mm-hmm. uh, January Jones, Micah Monroe. Um, but it it was like um, there was some minor controversy because like they stole a bunch of artwork from someone on like Instagram or something and like mm-hmm. made them tattoos on like gang tattoos <laughs> on the characters. I don't know. Huh. I just remember reading about it. Yeah. And it's, it hasn't come out yet, but that's his next movie. So he does okay. have a movie coming out at some yeah. point, probably this year. Yeah. Um, um, and I think whenever I think of Nick Cassavetes, I think of him as, Dietrich in Face Off. Yeah, of course, because he also acts as yeah. well. Um, yeah, occasionally, not super often. Right, right, but right. Yeah, but he's the the bald drug dealer from Face Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty memorable death, in my opinion. In, sure. He's got the bullet wound in his neck, mm-hmm. and blood squirting out, but while he's staying, like, totally calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Nick Cassavetes directed, <laughs> right, directed this movie. John Q. Uh, yeah, so, uh, John Quincy Archibald, he's mm-hmm. a, uh, 
He's he's kind of like a down on his luck husband and father. Mm-hmm. He's losing hours at work. Yeah, he's uh, like a factory worker. Yeah, yeah. He's he cut down to twenty hours. Cut down to twenty, as he says several mm-hmm. times in this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, like right at the beginning of the movie, after that, the, the like accident that is like. Uh, foreboding i guess or whatever yeah oh it uh, it opens with like a just like a uh, a car accident scene and we're it not feels very like final destination yeah almost. it's like a woman crashes into a truck or something and we're not sure who this woman is or Why how we're she being shown in. yeah how it plays into the story at all i mean we find out like towards the end but mm-hmm. uh but yeah then it cuts to the john q stuff right and so like his his wife's car is being repossessed Mm -hmm. uh because he's having trouble paying it yeah um and then and then they're at like i don't know a couple scenes later they're at a baseball game uh yeah john john q's son uh is at a little league game Right. Yeah. His son, by the way, is a terrible actor in this movie. <laughs> I feel bad for that kid who's yeah. now an adult. Yeah. But like, not great. Maybe, maybe it's just how he's written. But there's a funny scene where Denzel is like just supposed to be emotional mm-hmm. in his kid's room, and his kid is like obsessed with bodybuilding. So it's just Denzel yeah. looking like sad and emotional in uh-huh. the middle of this room filled with like all these freak <laughs> bodybuilders on the wall. That I thought was a weird choice that the yeah. kid was in the bot like not wrestling but bodybuilding. Yeah, I yeah. I know like and he's eight. Mm-hmm, cause, yeah, because John Q was even like he called it wrestling at one point and the kid was like, "Dad, I'm not into wrestling. I'm yeah. into bodybuilding." Yeah, and at first I thought like. Oh, okay, that's kind of weird. But then, uh, then you see the kids' room later, and it's literally <laughs> like those weird muscle magazine guys that we used to see at the grocery store all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know any like famous bodybuilders? I do know one. Yeah, yeah. His name, well, besides like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure. Like, yeah. But like, uh, yeah, there's one named Jay Cutler. Mm. I don't uh, know which Jay is Cutler. Also, the name of a former NFL quarterback. Mm. I just remember. I only know that because they have the same name. Oh, yeah. okay. If you Google Jay Cutler, I bet you would recognize him from one of those magazines from your Got it. your time at a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have to Google the other Jay Cutler for fantasy league purposes, or? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe but unless he's like a really well known. I don't. I have no idea who he is. I mean, I think like. He's like one of the most famous ones, but he's this guy. Okay. <laughs> just, just a bizarre for, looking human. Like, for our listeners, Dan just showed me a photo of a bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh, like, no, for, there's no reason for a human being to look like that. No. Uh, if it makes him happy. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's retired now, so it ah. probably doesn't look like that exactly right. anymore. So the kid's into bodybuilding. Yeah, he's into bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's... that's I, a, that, I guess not really that. It's pretty important. minor. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the kid's at his baseball game, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he gets a hit. or He gets on base, and yeah. then like, uh, the, uh, the ball gets thrown away, so he's running to second base to mm-hmm. take... 
to take the extra base. Yeah. And uh, he collapses. Yeah. In slow-mo, right? In slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of funny Mm slow-mo in this film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so he collapses. He's taken in an ambulance to uh, the hospital where uh, after some tests, it's revealed that he has an enlarged heart, I think. Yeah, it's like two or three times the size of what it should be so yeah and um, he needs surgery he needs a heart transplant yeah so not even just surgery like yeah um and uh he's given the ultimate uh, john q and uh, his wife who i forget what's her name again um mrs archibald (laughs) yeah i meant the The actress um i cannot remember her name at the moment but we could look it up. Kimberly Elise. That's her name. Um, and what, what do we know her from? I don't really know her from much. She's in the Manchurian Candidate remake with him also. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can't say that I uh, recognize her for anything or from anything. Um, anyway, she and uh, she and John are given the the news by the doctor, like the chief surgeon or whatever from the hotel or hotel the hospital uh mm-hmm. which is james woods yeah he's and the uh cardiologist <laughs> he's like a playboy cardiologist <laughs> and then uh now real quick before you go any further is th- him being a playboy is that established somewhere in the movie because at uh, the end of the movie he they just show him with like two like young women on his arms <laughs> there, so there is a scene when right when John comes back to take him mm-hmm. hostage and yeah. to start it. He's like, uh, he's like yucking it up with a couple of patients. Yeah. With a patient and right. the patient's like wife. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also like a younger nurse and he's yeah. like kind of rude to her. And then he tells her to make dinner plans. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. He's just like, <laughs> he's just like overly flirtatious yeah. or whatever. Um, and creepy, like, in a way that James Woods always seems to be. It makes you wonder, like, was that character even written that way? Or is that just, like, what James Woods brings to the it's, table? I'm going to say it's what he brings to the table. Yeah. Because he, he's just a terrific creep. Yeah, I mean, he is a good creep. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a shame that he's yeah. basically lost his mind. So <laughs> can't even cast him for that kind of yeah. stuff anymore. Yeah. He's one of those actors I, I just wish i didn't know anything about his personal mm-hmm. life or his uh opinions yeah now what i do what i am curious about is like okay this movie for all of its faults it's mm-hmm. not good it's no a bad movie yeah We're, we'll get that out of the way mm-hmm. um it does have some semblance of like a progressive message yeah or like a left-wing message yeah and it's weird that james woods would be in this movie given that it's all about like how evil and bullshit our healthcare system right. is yeah or at least it kind of is it, yeah it it's... only scratches the surface of that uh, stuff but yeah like on a very basic level it's like yeah. about the inequalities of the right. healthcare system um right uh, the mo- the movie's true extent is basically like damning hmo's and saying that yeah. PPOs are much better. That's like that's like as far as the movie goes yeah. for uh, uh, truly damning the healthcare state of America. But um, yeah, 
but I will say, I mean, I I agree with the you know the general criticism of the healthcare system, but sure. uh, but the uh, it doesn't seem like whoever wrote this movie had good knowledge of how hospitals work or <laughs> how like you know like any kind of functioning at a hospital mm-hmm. actually happens like that meeting with Anne Hayes and James Woods yeah, at the Anne beginning the other one, yeah yeah she's the hospital administrator uh like you were just about to say John Q gets an ultimatum uh yeah it's like well let your kid die. Yeah. Or uh, pay um, us a lot of money. Yeah. And she's she's like this over-the-top cartoonish villain. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you're poor, so you're just, you know, your best option is probably to let him let him die but make him comfortable. Yeah. Um, uh, because the other option is this very expensive heart transplant, right. which John Q can't afford. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, this movie's so, like, heavy-handed yeah. uh, that that makes sense to me, that that mm-hmm. would be how they would portray it. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that the healthcare system in this country is, like, any uh, less evil or anything. No. It is, but... Yeah. Well, it's very flawed. Like, I also will say that way that that all played out would probably never happen, mm-hmm. where the hospital administrator uh, just tells them (laughs) that they have to they do kind of a good cop bad cop but it ends up kind of being almost just like bad cop bad cop yeah (laughs) yeah yeah because there's moments even where james woods is like kind of a a jerk or kind of a villain yeah maybe not especially later yeah yeah once he's actually kidnapped right um yeah but uh yeah so yeah, John Q uh, basically has to come up with the money to pay for the heart transplant because he's not going to let his son die because he's a great dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what, $75,000 or something like that? It's it's a... uh, That's just like the deposit, I believe, yeah, or like yeah. the down payment because right. yeah. I think it's a lot more. Right. Um, so it's a very absurd amount of money. Yeah. Um, so he's like, you know, kind of doing his best. He's like trying to like pawn items. He's selling his truck, all this yeah. different stuff that's clearly just kind of spinning his wheels. He's not like getting very far. Right. Um, and then uh, and then he comes up with the idea to uh, take the emergency room hostage yeah until they put his son on the list yeah because they're about to discharge his son mm-hmm. and you know like he's not gonna live much longer once he's discharged so his wife is like john you have to do something you gotta do whatever it takes so he does he uh takes a gun and uh, takes the emergency room at the hospital hostage and uh, we, we should talk about the cast of characters that's in the emergency room it's, yeah it's an interesting uh, <laughs> an interesting mix of uh-huh. people because you've got obviously james woods is in there because yeah. he's like the first person that john takes hostage yeah um to basically force to perform the surgery right the heart transplant 
Uh, you've got Kevin Connolly from Entourage. Yeah, Kevin Connolly is the... Is he a nurse or is he a doctor? He must be a nurse. I thought he was just like an ER nurse. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was funny to hear him dispensing medical uh, knowledge. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not entirely uncommon for nurses to, uh, you know, have access to that info and just kind of be stuck with the bureaucracy of it all. I I didn't mean it was funny that a nurse would know that much because I think that they would. But I just thought it was funny that it was Kevin Connolly talking talking medical knowledge. Dropping medical jargon. You got a, you got an HMO, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Ethan Suplee. Yeah. Um, as the, the security guard. Security guard. Uh, you've got, uh, of course, Eddie Griffin in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, as uh, Eddie Griffin, just in, in the corner <laughs> yeah. doing stand up throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Very weird character, Lester Matthews. Yeah. Um, Almost didn't feel like he was uh in the movie at like being his scenes were filmed at the same time as all the others because he they would just cut to him and he would just make like crack a joke like he was there for very comic weird. relief he has probably the worst line in the whole movie uh, yeah wor- worst line uh uh which is about uh it's a dv joke yeah, it's it's a <laughs> domestic violence joke about uh Sean Hatosi who's also there yeah who if you probably know that guy. You may not know him by name, but um, he's... Like I was trying to think, what would... The faculty? Yeah. I was going to say he was one of the one of Kevin Klein's students in In-N-Out, but that might be more obscure than mm. the faculty. He's I one mean, of the students now, in the faculty. Nowadays, he's like the star of the Animal Kingdom show. TNT show, mm-hmm. the remake of the Australian movie. Yeah um so people might know him from that but he was also an alpha dog yeah in the that's Cassavetes right movie yeah um i don't know he's a guy he's yeah. all right not like in this really because no one's really all agreeing yeah. this but like he's fine yeah he plays like i don't know like a racist scumbag guy that yeah um he and his girlfriend are the are there and because she's there uh she has a broken arm she has a broken arm which she says was from like a car accident but it's implied through a joke i thought that he well, like beat he her eventually cops to it also. yeah um yeah that he yeah beat her up. he was like oh, i was drunk or whatever <laughs> um but yeah eddie griffin um what did he how, like how does that joke come up this so is, this is the worst joke in this right. the worst like moment in this whole movie <laughs> but i will say i do remember my audience thinking that line was hilarious hey, i i, I can uh, imagine a 2002 audience thinking it was funny yeah so yeah so like any hostage movie there's like this this you know a mix of characters with different personalities and then mm-hmm. yeah like you said you got sean hitosi and his girlfriend and uh they when we first see her it's it's right away implied that he like uh, like beat her up mm-hmm. like abused her even though she said it was she got her broken arm from a car accident she kind of says something like 
oh, it was a car accident. And then she like kind of fumbles some details. So in kind of like a comedic way, which I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a, not a <laughs> yeah, it doesn't situation. handle doesn't handle that subject matter very well. But yeah. um, and then I think John Q's like, oh, OK, like, all right. I don't know if I believe that. And then I think something like that comes up later where it's it's pretty clear that Sean Hitosi well, like hit her. Yeah, John asks him like details about his car. Yeah. And then because he was wondering about the accident and then mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, that car didn't have passenger side airbags yeah. until nineteen eighty eight, which is yeah. Like, okay, like, <laughs> weird that John would have that specific information about those models of Mercedes. Yeah. Um, well, he worked at a car factory, right? Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Still. <laughs> I'm giving this movie way too much credit yeah, by... Yeah, a, little, a little too much benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then, I mean, Eddie Griffin, <laughs> this is... The, this is the line, the line of the line. movie, yeah. Uh, he... What is he? What exactly does he say? What is the quote? Uh, uh, I think like all the people in the waiting room are like kind of piecing it together that he like beat up his girlfriend, and he kind of steps up and like clarifies it and says, "Well, I think he's a member of the Slapaho tribe." Uh, I get it. You're a member of the Slapaho. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just looked uh, it up. Yeah, which is sensitive to uh, Native Americans hey, and uh, <laughs> just making fun of both. Yeah, <laughs> domestic abuse uh, yeah. victims. Two, uh, two two groups of people that really had it coming. <laughs> Got to take them down a peg or Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Eddie Griffin just steps in with that joke. <laughs> God. Um, the the possibly the most 2002 joke you could imagine yeah like the kind of joke that would not be anywhere close to a movie nowadays, nowadays. no yeah. not at all yeah so yeah the first you know hour of this movie is or well anyways like once he gets starts taking hostages it's just like straightforward hostage movie stuff yeah well and you've got um robert duvall yeah as the the negotiator yeah the negotiator which is funny to me because not not that part but it's funny to me because his name is frank grimes which Uh is also that like famous simpsons episode where homer's like co-worker frank grimes (laughs) (laughs) and that's all i could think about every time they called him frank grimes yeah (laughs) was that one episode of the simpsons um and then you've also got like ray liotta yeah who's like bizarre work yeah who's like the chief of police right yeah but he's also like a a very like superstar yeah he's like the fame hungry savvy yeah yeah yeah. uh, because duvall's character like cracks a joke at one point is says something like oh are there enough tv cameras here Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. yeah uh whatever his character name is right yeah it's not important yeah so i think you know right away that they're gonna butt heads and oh of course and you know duvall's the the old school guy who's gonna want to negotiate and ray Liotta's the one who's probably gonna want to take more violent measures yeah he yeah. wants a more immediate solution yeah to the problem because is... it's an election year it's always an election year yeah naturally in these movies um, um uh, 
I mean, not a lot, like, really of too much importance happens here for a while. Like, yeah. it's just kind of your standard yeah. hostage. He makes his... John Q makes his demands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he wants he wants his son to be put on the list. Uh-huh. And they're like, why don't we just lie about it? Tell him we're going to put <laughs> him on the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, he wants his son's name on the donor list so he will get his heart transplant, hopefully, before you know it's not too late mm-hmm. um but yeah that that's a good point and i thought that too while i was watching the movie like from the authorities perspective like why not just lie to john q and say okay your son's name is on the list you got it we can all I'm go home now, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but they really go through the measures to put uh, like to get Anne Hayes. I'm still involved. not really sure why Anne Hayes, in the end, does actually like put him on the list. Well, why does she have a change of heart? I don't remember. Well, she's pretty evil up until a point. Yeah, and then, and then she's just not evil at all. Yeah, she eventually hears um, John Q talking to his son on the phone oh that's right yeah okay and then and she can hear his sadness which makes her shed a single tear yeah and then you've uh, we also forgot one other very stupid character to talk about which is the uh the, the reporter <laughs> that is yeah. constantly shown yeah it's just this cartoonish like parody of uh yeah of a very like hungry uh, i don't know yeah there's a reporter who we see throughout the movie who's it's kind of made clear that he's looking for his his big story like what does he say at one point he's like this is my white bronco yeah Yeah. (laughs) this is my my big story um uh and that guy is part of the reason why any of the like politics or anything you could argue is in this movie Mm. which i think it has some of that to a degree or at least had a genesis of it at one Uh point that character is part of what takes you out of it completely yeah he's so cartoony yeah i think there's a few things that no no no, no, there are detracts Uh, from the critique or the message or whatever uh but yeah, the reporter is so ridiculous. Yeah. And maybe even more ridiculous is the his employee, the the tech guy. Yeah. Who yeah. is who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah. The guy with the blazer <laughs> and the uh the yeah. yin yang t shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who is uh, uh given like a lot of dialogue uh, because he uh, he eventually hacks into the security feed in the hospital like in the emergency room to see what's going on with john q and they capture the the swat raid which eventually happens Mm -hmm. because that's how john like finds out doesn't he find out about the impending raid from the news yeah so uh so yeah, we just like basically learn that Ray Liotta's character, the chief, uh, goes above Robert Duvall and just plans this SWAT raid. Um, and then, as the raid is happening, the uh, the news channel shows what's going on in the in the emergency room, and I think that's when yeah, John Q sees like the like 
sees in a TV camera the SWAT guy like coming in through the vent. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or is it Eddie Griffin that sees it? I can't remember because I told you I watched this movie 11 days ago. Yeah, I watched it today and I don't remember that <laughs> specific detail. Um, he either like sees a reflection or uh, sees something that tips him off yeah. and knows that the raid is happening. Yeah, okay. So uh, that happens and obviously then uh, John gets more demanding with... Um, Frank Grimes at this point yeah. saying that he will kill somebody yeah. if they don't put his son on the list in an hour. Right. Um, He'll start executing right. hostages. Which you never once believe. No. Which I don't think you're really even supposed to, so no. I won't fault the movie for that. Um, and then, uh, like, the next major thing that happens is towards the end mm-hmm. when John decides to kill himself and yeah. uh offer his own heart yeah for the transplant because mm-hmm. he and his son are like have the same blood type yeah and he thinks it'll be a match mm-hmm. and um he has to like he has to get someone to like sign some shit for uh him, right? yeah he has to get is it witnesses or he just yeah, witnesses, he has yeah. to have like yeah a couple witnesses sign that it's all legit, I guess, even though it doesn't seem very legit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, he, uh, then he calls his son, has one yeah, very emotional, cheerful Denzel yeah. moment. Um, yeah. Denzel pulling out all the Denzel tricks oh, yeah, for this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. All um, his... I mean, it's so funny because there isn't the genesis of like a real like actual oscar bait movie in this mm-hmm. but this movie treats most of it as like dumb yeah boilerplate thriller yeah. stuff um but then there's like that stuff right like, like you get the sense that there could have been a real actual mm-hmm. social critique mm-hmm. slash serious movie that's maybe like meant to be like an updated dog day afternoon which mm-hmm. is the movie that this most clearly was inspired by right um but like it's got so it's so corny most mm-hmm. of the time and it's shot like this like just sort of <laughs> shitty 90s thriller yeah even though it was in O two, that it's just like yeah all of any weight Mm-hmm. of the gravity of the situation what it's saying about the state of american healthcare, which has only gotten worse mm-hmm. um is all undercut by all of that because you're just like well this movie's just yeah stupid. right um especially because in the end it all works out anyway because <laughs> yeah. that lady that lady from the car crash at the yeah. beginning of the movie is just like Wait, wait, wait! Don't kill yourself. Yeah, we, we've got you. We got you just in the we nick got, of time. We, we got, got the, a heart. We got the perfect heart for you. This yeah. lady died. Died at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. J- just a couple things that I think we maybe glossed over that sure. I want to okay. um point out is uh that every time John Q walked outside of the hospital to like yell his demands or to talk to the crowd or the cops or whatever um because you said he like the crowd he really got the crowd going Mm -hmm. there was like 
a theme song for that like mm-hmm. like it played that instrumental like modern rock song <laughs> do you remember this it kind of sounded like the beginning of like an audio slave song <laughs> uh, <laughs> that happened like every time john q like came to the door i don't remember that but i do <laughs> remember thinking it was funny that there's a pete yorn song in this movie <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know like who did that song that that I think was that played. Was just part of the score. It was probably part of the score, but it was like this really cheesy like yeah like rock song. Um, yeah, that just got played every time John Q came out and the crowd saw him. But yeah, you're right. The characters in this are so like cartoonish, mm. and most of their actions don't make sense um yeah it undercuts any kind of message that you might be able to decipher Mm -hmm. um i was thinking one movie that this like kind of remind me of that came out around the same time or actually a year later i think was the life of david gale if you remember that movie yeah i never saw that one either um in that it was like uh kind of an issue movie like this is like healthcare that was the death penalty yeah and it had an oscar winner for a star right and if you described it in a certain way it might sound like an oscar caliber movie like mm-hmm. <laughs> like john q it's like oh yeah D- denzel dying son movie there you go i bet well because that that movie also came out early in its year right right right. they're both dump month movies yeah like which means they were clearly probably whenever they were greenlit yeah thought of as being potential oscar movies and then the studio (laughs) saw them was like all right like this is so (laughs) dumb and so bad (laughs) and you know life of david gale that's kevin spacey death penalty or death row movie yeah um uh, that movie's terrible. I don't know which one's worse, w- worse than this. I don't know which one's worse because I haven't seen The Life of David Gale in a very long time. But uh, that's what this movie reminded me of. And yeah. just that it maybe was thought of at one point as being like an Oscar contender. Yeah. If you describe it the right way. Right. Um, but yeah, just so bad. And one like other thing is the way that they try to like really push the like the class differences, um, especially with like the Anne Hache character. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no way in real life a hospital administrator would have a like a giant doctor's office that looks like. Oh yeah, uh, she's like, like a loft she's or like a CEO. Basically, yeah, and it movie. looked like an art gallery or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's uh, it's a very again very cartoonish over depiction yeah. of like most hospital workers like are just yeah closer to blue collar than right not, you know <laughs> but she's supposed to be like this rich villain right i mean i could see surgeons and doctors and stuff yeah. obviously being rich or whatever mm-hmm. but um in my experience dealing with hospitals like <laughs> the people that do her job as depicted in the movie mm-hmm. probably don't make much more money than i do you know yeah uh yeah and like all the uh, like her office and a lot of the hospital rooms had like mood lighting. (laughs) 
Like, they were very fancy looking. Mm. Uh, yeah, that did a lot of that stuff didn't make a lot of sense to me. Just, I think, kind of trying to emphasize the the class difference. Yeah, they want you to think, oh, she's rich, she won't yeah. get it, or whatever. Right. Um, which, in reality, I think maybe kidnapping... I don't know. That stuff should have come from James Woods, because clearly he would would have, <laughs> would have probably actually been richer than Anne Hage's character. Yeah. But, yeah, because um, he's the hotshot cardiologist. Hotshot cardiologist, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, so the the heart comes uh yeah and that's kind of a confusing scene at least in the way it's edited when denzel's about to kill himself to you know sacrifice himself so his son can have his heart uh like there's a like a little fake out where he like pulls the trigger but then he's like oh safety's Safety still on. on it was like a joke yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like a yeah kind of a joke kind of like i guess a Maybe like a, a meta joke, sort of. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe again, maybe that's giving this movie too much credit. But uh, uh, so somebody comes to tell John Q that they got a heart for his son. But he, how does he find that out? I think because he's call. about to kill himself, and I think, I the think. wife runs to the front door. And then all of a sudden, like we move on to the next phase of. For the, some reason, I thought. The nurse who's like first day gets a mm-hmm. phone call. Oh, maybe. And she's yeah. like telling him. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe. Um, because we never see John Q find out about the no the donor. Because the next thing uh, we see then is we get the switcheroo. With... The hostage is leaving. Yeah, and then Eddie Griffin pretending to be John. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie Griffin pretends. Which I, I, what does that do? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess they f- John Q is about to sacrifice himself so his son can have his heart, but then he finds out that you know there is a heart available that can be given to his son, and then they off-screen come up with this plan to let all the hostages go and John Q will surrender. But it's not John Q, it's Eddie Griffin dressed as John Q. Right. <laughs> So John Q can uh, oversee the uh, transplant mm. with James Woods and his son. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and they then, show that they reveal that it's Eddie Griffin. Um, I mean, you could tell right away. Yeah, but... he looks out the window, and again in slow mo, and he's got this goofy smile on his face. <laughs> he would then probably be arrested because didn't he have a gun too? Didn't he, like, walk out with a gun? I think so, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like then that he would be committing a crime there. Um, Um, And also, there'd be some form of, like, aiding and abetting or... Right, accomplice or... But, yeah. Um, Um, So the the next thing we see is cut to, like, what, a year later or whatever? Yeah, so they are just, like, starting the transplant surgery, and then it flash forwards a year to the trial for John Q. And in that scene, it's revealed that his son uh, survived and the surgery was a success. success. Um, And then we, you know, we get to see whether or not John will have to go to prison for his crimes. Yeah. 
and um, he does. <laughs> he does. Uh, uh, but, not, but but for like the less the least yeah sentence possible uh, for which is like what two years I think is what yeah he has say. to go to prison for two years. They say well that's like the maximum I uh-huh. think we don't actually find out what his true sentencing mm-hmm. is because they're like sentencing's in a week and then the movie ends i yeah. was like oh are we gonna have another scene here and then no we don't yeah um yeah and then yeah and that's it um it does end with the callback though to the line because earlier in the movie john says bye to his son he's uh-huh. taking him to school uh-huh. and the son's just like Dad, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. Yeah. I like that better. Whatever. Oh, yeah. His son's like, I hate goodbyes. His son, awful. <laughs> Worst actor in this whole movie. And I feel bad because he's a kid. Yeah. It's not his fault. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, for some reason, the kid says goodbye. Like, specifically, he's like, yeah. hey, Dad, goodbye. <laughs> it's uh-huh. a weird moment. Like, yeah. It's like he knew he was... You know, tossing him the alley oop or whatever for <laughs> right. the line, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Uh, because then Denzel's like, "Son, it's not goodbye. It's see you later." Right. <laughs> uh, but like, why would the son do it? He established that he hated saying goodbye specifically. Yeah. So it's like, did he want to test test right his dad? test his like, dad? Hey, are you <laughs> still on board with my uh, yeah. phrases? Right. Yeah. So the kid says his line and then. Denzel drives off and well in the back of a car in, in the not, not, not drives it, off he's yeah. not let let go but yeah he uh he's in the back of a squad car and then uh, yeah credits roll that's it yeah um uh, John Q John Q uh one other thing that just kind of reminded me of the life of David Gale is that the uh, the the messaging in this movie kind of strange like what am i like i should take hostages that's what this movie's telling me (laughs) well i don't know i mean and then definitely implies like a power to the people kind uh, of thing which i think is fine yeah but it also just kind of says in the end things have a way of working out yeah and that's not really right like (laughs) For all the, like, inspiration, nothing mm-hmm. changes at the end of this movie. Yeah. It's like the same old healthcare system. His son just yeah. happened to get a heart because he, like, yeah. threatened to kill and some people. And it worked out for John Q. And it worked out okay. Yeah, he committed a crime and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, more or less to... got away with it, sort of. Yeah, I mean, he, he has to go to jail for, like, a year or two. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's inconsistent in its messaging which is maybe the most infuriating part of it is that like yeah all this stuff still sucks all the stuff that sucks (laughs) in this movie still sucks yeah and not that it's the movie's fault but like the movie doesn't come to any kind of conclusion Uh that i think should actually like like, if this was meant to be, like, a broad thriller with a message attached to it, uh-huh. the message for the average cinema goer in 2002 was just like, well, Denzel pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not 
oh fuck, our healthcare <laughs> system's like irreparably broken and right. is not going to be fixed ever. Yeah, um, which is maybe more of like, yeah, it's not the kind of movie that should have a happy uh, ending. Yeah, or at least have an. It should at least have an ending that's like maybe like a double-edged sword. Uh-huh. And maybe he does get away with it, but like, yeah, I don't know. Do something to right. like drive home the larger points that you're mm. you were kind of attempting to make yeah. but it doesn't do that yeah yeah again it just reminded me of the life of david gale because that ends with uh like spoiler i don't know you haven't seen that movie right uh, no I, I i'm not going to it's not a 2002 movie it's and, it's and an I, it's also an f movie yeah. that's a bad movie <laughs> I, uh, I, people People always ask me, it's like, what are you guys going to do when we get uh-huh. done with 2002? And, um, I mean, first off, that's still a very long ways away. Very considering long time. We're only halfway through yeah. February. But I don't think we would just do 2003. No, I don't think <laughs> that's what we pe- would do. People people are like, is that what you're going to do? Or are you just going to go to 2003 next? And, and I'm like, no. No, no, definitely not. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe we would do the same format, but but we'd probably not just do the very next year. No, pick a different year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I don't want to rewatch the life of David Gale. <laughs> well, it's settled. We're yeah. not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> not doing <2003. laughs> But uh, I mean, my memory is a little fuzzy because I saw that movie a long time ago. But he is a uh, like. Um, trying to basically abolish the death penalty Spacey's character and uh, basically sets up this whole thing where he uh, uh, wants to basically show that innocent men can be like sentenced to death so he intentionally gets like it's revealed that his character he meant to go to death row and be put to death and he was actually innocent the whole time. Mm-hmm. I Maybe some of that's wrong because I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but he intentionally, like, wanted to be put to death. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, what are we saying here? Like, what, <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is the messaging here? <laughs> uh, what is this saying for the, uh, you know, the greater message at large? Right. But, yeah, that that's just something that reminded me of i just always think of those two movies hand in hand uh i just like that kate winslet's character name in that movie is bitsy bloom (laughs) bitsy bloom (laughs) does not sound like a real human being yeah (laughs) um um yeah uh, no i mean it's this this movie john q uh is just far too over the top and yeah relatively in the end like happy-go-lucky like yeah right. he still has to go to prison but considering that he was facing two worse charges that mm-hmm. he was found not guilty of yeah uh in the sentencing mm-hmm. scene like it could have been much worse he got yeah. basically the ease the 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 least possible um consequences consequences that yeah. he could have faced yeah. for doing that yeah and his son's okay and presumably they don't have to pay for it at all yeah it sounds like the hospital was just right because like, Anne hage had a change of heart no mm-hmm. pun intended um uh, <laughs> eh, get it change uh-huh. of heart this movie should have been called change of heart um change of heart <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
So here's the other thing. Uh-huh. Anne Hache, that's not Anne Hache's fucking call. That's like a shitload of fucking money that yeah. she just gives away. Yeah. Uh, because she feels And if like she it. could make that call, why didn't she just do it to begin with? She, she's like that much of a villain <laughs> yeah. that she wanted to see this kid die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, her character arc is yeah. just like, she's evil, now she's not. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's pretty much uh, John Q starring Denzel Washington. Um, let's talk quickly about where this was for, for Denzel. So this was, uh, so I kind of think of Denzel's career in like, in different acts, sort Mm -hmm. of like, I think prior to the mid nineties, Denzel was just like kind of a well-respected actor who did, you know, well-regarded movies like. He worked with Spike Lee a lot. He did Malcolm X and, you know, got the Oscar for glory. And then kind of around the mid-90s with... um, Pelican Brief? Pelican Brief, yeah. But I would probably more so say, like, Crimson Tide is when he was, like, movie star Denzel. Mm. And then from then on, he kind of did, like, a mix of, like, mainstream movies and kind of like oscar baity prestige stuff mm-hmm. like he would do like a few serial killer thrillers like bone collector and fallen and then he would also do stuff like the hurricane which uh he got game and he got game and i think the hurricane he got a golden globe award mm-hmm. for i think um and yeah, so John Q was just another one of his like thriller mode. Yeah, thriller yeah. mode. Yeah. Yeah, crowd pleaser. Yeah. He he's a he is uh, I would put him on the like the Mount Rushmore of like crowd pleaser cinema. Yeah. Because he is a guy that like is easy to root for most of the time. Yeah. Which is I guess what makes like Training Day so interesting mm-hmm. for I mean he won his Oscar for that. Yeah. Um because he plays like the bad guy but even then in that mm-hmm. movie he's clearly still super charismatic and right that's, like the whole point yeah but yeah denzel is a naturally very charismatic likable actor right and i mean he's good but yeah. yeah but yeah he is very you know attached to that that mm-hmm. big crowd pleaser genre of like action yeah. thrillers and stuff and john q that's like right before he would go on a run with like tony scott movies yeah uh, i mean you know he did like crimson tide with tony scott but then he would well later I, on come back to tony like john q is almost kind of at like a, a almost like a low point for denzel yeah because uh, he does like he does antoine fisher which he directed yeah it's another um, another two thousand two movie. Two thousand two movie, and he does Out of Time, which is like like yeah. Carl Franklin, mm-hmm. like reu- like he reunited with Carl Franklin for mm-hmm. Devil in a Blue Dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I don't think anybody saw that movie except us. We saw it opening yeah. night. Uh-huh. I remember not liking it. That movie has okay reviews, mostly because like Dean Cain is the surprise <laughs> villain, which feels like a very uh straight to video act move yeah um like dean kane that was dean kane dean kane wasn't in movies at that time yeah 
Yeah, that was, <laughs> <He> was three. <laughs> Dean Kane had been in stuff in years. Yeah, <laughs> it was a weird casting even then. Yeah, uh, somebody then I, somebody owed Dean Kane a favor, I think. Maybe not. A, maybe not a low point, but yeah, the Tony Scott movies is kind of like another iteration of, yeah. of Denzel's like persona. Yeah, because uh, then he becomes like a a very like like. Mm, like a, a very like talented operator is kind of like his role in those movies where he, he yeah. becomes like a specialist, you know, and he's like, right. He's the only guy that can do the job in yeah. all those movies. Yeah. Cause it's like man on fire and then taking a pal on one, two, three where he's like the math owl yeah. part and yeah. then finally unstoppable. Uh, and then also deja vu. Oh, and Deja Vu, yeah. Man, I forgot there were that many. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was his Tony Scott quadrilogy. Yeah. yeah. And then he was also he also did um, American Gangster with Ridley in there, mm-hmm. too. That's right. Which is another movie that people kind of like, and maybe I've thought about rewatching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people like American Gangster. Yeah. What are, you, what are your... Uh, what are your top three Denzel? You want to do Denzel movies or Denzel performances? Uh, we could do move. Let's do movies. Okay. Is that what you had prepared? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fine. Um, let me think about this. I I will say I never I've never seen, but I really want to see Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Yeah. So. Yeah, Malcolm X would be up there. Um, let me. Let me say, do we say top three or top? Top three. Top Let's three. Just, just three. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say uh, this is in no order at first, but I will put it in order in just a second. Uh, Malcolm X, Devil in Blue Dress, and Inside Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably just have to go number one, Malcolm X, just because he's really great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, number two, I would go Inside Man, and then three, Devil in a Blue Dress. That's a, Devil in a Blue Dress is a really good Yeah, I've never seen that one. Um, well, my, oh, and Denzel was also in Crimson Tide. Yeah, that's my number four, because that, that, Crimson Tide might be my favorite Tony Scott movie. That's my number three, Yeah, Crimson Tide. That movie's fun. Um, my number two is, um, actually, no, my number three is Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, okay. Uh, my number two is Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. My number one's Inside Man, which yeah. rules. Yeah, Inside um, Man's a pretty great movie. If we were doing performances, I would probably have, like, Training Day up there. Yeah. Because I think he's really good in that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that movie is all that great, but... Yeah, he's but he's good, good in that movie, yeah. Yeah, um... I've never seen Malcolm X. I want to. Um, I've never seen Devil in a Blue Dress. That'd be a good one to see also. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, like a lot of his stuff is just kind of like, eh. Like, I think he's always very consistently, like, solid in his yeah. movies. But, um like i don't know my dad really likes the book of eli i don't like the book of eli <laughs> <laughs> well my dad really likes that and the equalizer yeah movies. my dad's uh, a denzel fan, I guess. 
movies. Yeah. I mean, I, I like more Hughes Brothers movies than I don't, but I don't like The Book of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Denzel, he does a lot of not great stuff. Like, makes a lot of not great choices as far as, like, the movies are concerned. Uh but yeah, you you should definitely see Devil in a Blue Dress. Speaking of Carl Franklin, yeah, I mean um, it is silly that I've seen Out of Time, but not mm, Devil in a Blue Dress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Carl Franklin did a a couple like really good '90s neo noirs. That and One False Move, um, which maybe I'll I'll get you to watch those before we do our uh, High Crimes episode. Mm, cool. Uh, I also kind of want to see, uh, I don't know how much I, how high my expectations are, but uh-huh. I've kind of wanted to see Roman J as real Esquire for a, a while. Um, that I did see, and it's a, a very, like, uneven movie, mm. kind of in an interesting way, yeah. but also, like, in kind of a distracting way. Mm. It's, I would probably, again, put it in, like, that C range. Right. But, uh, I accidentally added, uh, flight to my IMDb watch <laughs> list. Uh, <laughs> flight. Oh yeah. Uh, never, never, never saw flight. Yeah. Uh, uh, also my IMDb watch list has one title on it and it's flight, it's flight. <laughs> because I never used that feature. But I accidentally did. <laughs> I didn't even know that it had that feature. It does. It's yeah. like a little plus. You just click on it and yeah. I just bumped it while scrolling. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Denzel. That's uh, Denzel. That's John Q. Uh, should we... Uh, oh, re- real quick. I, I know yeah. we're running short on time here, but we, we did talk about maybe doing a fantasy remake of John Q. Oh, right. Is there uh, anybody, if, like, let's say John Q came out in 2022. Okay. If John Q came out in 2022, I would make it serious, for one. Like More a, serious than yeah, the original? Like, yeah, I would make it, like, Closer to the to Dog Day Afternoon, okay. like an issues movie, mm-hmm. uh, and then I would I would do Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. yeah, just because I think he's got that kind of like twitchiness about mm-hmm. him, yeah, that'd be good in like a, a tense mm-hmm. yeah. situation, yeah. That would... and I just think he's like one of our best leading man actors, right? yeah. Yeah, that would probably just be a legit, probably pretty good movie. Yeah, was yeah, like that's Wicked what I mean. If, if I were going to remake mm-hmm. John Q, I would make John Q divert the movie that it mm-hmm. has somewhere mm-hmm. inside of it. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't just re, like remake the movie as is. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a very stupid movie. Yeah. And I guess I was thinking of it more in like, what would be like the most likely thing to happen if this movie sure, got okay. remade and that would be that it would probably be like a like probably a straight to netflix movie mm. and uh somebody might get the idea to do a uh, uh like a gender flip okay um you know i don't want to call it gene q but maybe it gets called okay. gene q sure okay. uh maybe gabrielle union okay interesting yeah but uh, in that if we go that route it would probably be uh less of an issues movie and more of like uh an action movie 
Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I thought, I don't know if I really thought the movie was that great, but I thought, uh, what was that movie called? Breaking In that she was in. It was kind of like a Taken meets Panic Room kind of a thing Mm -hmm. from like four or five years ago with Gabrielle Union. Not good, but, uh, you know, it was decent. And she was pretty good in it. Just kind of like an action movie. She's the uh, star of the new Cheaper by the Dozen remake. Oh, okay. Uh, with Zach Braff. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, now you do. Yeah. Um, well, then maybe Jane Q isn't that far. <laughs> isn't that unrealistic? Straight, straight to Hulu or yeah. something. Yeah. Somebody hears this and they're like, Jane Q sounds Wait great. A second, <laughs> dollar bills, yeah, light up in their eyes. Uh, um, but then, if you make it more of an action movie, then you have to incorporate some kind of other plot element, mm-hmm. like where maybe she's not the one who initiates the hostage situation. Like maybe she's got like a friend who is like an ex cop or something that's it's like, oh, maybe we should take hostages, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then she has to do, like, battle with those guys. And then, like, she would mm-hmm. have, like, a comedic best friend who suggests they make hostages. They take hostages. <laughs> so it'd be, like, yeah. Tiffany Haddish or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe we should do this. Or they should do this. Yeah. Someone. Yeah. Um, well, uh, do you want to do box office and stuff? Or should we wrap up our f- final thoughts on the movie first? Um, yeah, we could. I'll do final thoughts real quick um i i just thought this movie was quite bad and uh just like very poorly written characters and uh i'm i'm gonna go very low d minus on this one okay um yeah i mean i'm i'm gonna give it a d Mm -hmm. um i think like i've said a few times i think Somewhere in this movie exists the possibility of an okay movie mm-hmm. and perhaps even an important movie. Um, but this movie just kind of undercuts it at every chance it gets. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is maybe more frustrating than not making a movie about our poor state of our health care mm-hmm. uh, than doing it at all. Like, I think at, at a certain point, you're almost doing more harm than you are good mm-hmm. because of the way this movie like wraps it up and Mm -hmm. shows that like, yeah, everything actually can be all right. Yeah. Even with extreme circumstances or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating as someone who considers themselves like an advocate for, for like, um, single payer healthcare, free healthcare, Mm -hmm. Medicare for all, whatever form of it you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This movie is like, kind of goes there but then it it just doesn't have the guts to actually really say anything yeah. about it and that's that's worse to me than just mm-hmm. not doing it at all so yeah. um yeah it's a d it's 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 a very corny movie yeah uh, almost like hallmark like yeah in, in there moments yeah there are moments that you i uh laughed out loud at something his kid did at the end of the movie <laughs> i think I don't remember what it was. Uh, was it his, like, bodybuilder flex? Yes, yeah. yes. It was when the kid uh, steps into the street to say thank you to uh-huh. his dad. Yeah. And then they start doing bodybuilder flexes <laughs> in the middle of the street. 
<laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I laughed out loud at that. Yeah, yeah. that was it. So yeah, <laughs> D, but honestly edging towards D minus more <laughs> I think about it. Um, yeah. Do you want to go over the box office for this? Uh, yeah, let's hear the box office. So this movie, let's see, had a budget of um pretty modest 36 million i mean that's not really modest but Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah 36 million had uh an opening weekend uh opened at number one Mm -hmm. and it made uh let's see oh my so it opened at number one and it uh made about 20.2 million so not bad Mm -hmm. um not bad opening. Uh, obviously, Denzel drives crowds. I would say to a degree, maybe maybe less so now than he used to. Mm-hmm. But um, it was number one at the box office. Beat out Crossroads. Beat out the other movie we're gonna talk about briefly. I guess <laughs> uh, Peter Pan Two: Return to Neverland, and then uh, the other two in the top five are Big Fat Liar and Collateral Damage. Uh, so it went on to make, uh, 71.7 million in the U S so doubled Mm. its budget. Okay. And then only added about another 30 internationally. So it, it did all right though. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a successful movie. Um, what do you think this movie scored on Rotten Tomatoes? That's the key though. Yeah. So my guess is pretty low mm-hmm. um i didn't really get the sense that critics cared for it all that much i definitely remember that ebert gave it like a one star or maybe even a half a star mm-hmm. maybe it was a one star but um so i think critics didn't care for it on the whole i'm gonna say like 19 percent uh, that's pretty good. Um, so I actually, before I, cause I, I, I play along as well. Although uh-huh. I do it basically just with my, yeah. do it, <laughs> do it on my own because, uh, I am the, the one who knows the score, mm-hmm. but I always like to think about it too before I look. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I remember it not getting good reviews, but I don't remember being quite as low as it is because um, uh-huh. it's at 23%. So you're... You were pretty. Oh, okay. You were pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember it being bad, but maybe not that that bad. bad. Yeah. yeah. So I I'd be curious to to go back and read some of those old reviews. Yeah. Um, but watching it this time, I it was just like worse than I remember. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, sure. oh, this is like yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, probably like as a teenager, you were like, oh, well, yeah. it's you know. Uh, one thing i do want to add is do you think from here on out when we play the box office game we could add uh the cinema score to it which is the audience oh uh, on rotten tomatoes um not the uh not on rotten tomatoes but yeah there's like like cinema score they poll audiences Mm -hmm. like they do surveys and yeah like that's how like we've talked about like movies like solaris and mother like they get f's yeah Yeah. um 
so this is like according to audience polls okay w- what do you think according to audiences I think, this, I think this was a popular movie yeah with audience i'm gonna say b plus uh cinema score for john q a wow got an a <laughs> <That's> <laughs> on an wild. on an a plus to f scale this movie gets an a that's wild so yeah audiences were into it and i remember like i said my crowd being really into it that's funny yeah like every step of the way <laughs> Uh, okay well yeah all right <laughs> so teach, that was teach their own yeah so that was john q right uh shall we move on very quickly to the next <laughs> extremely movie extremely quickly because i really don't have much to say about this except yeah i we did actually watch this yeah we both watched this uh-huh. uh this is probably i will admit i told you this earlier via text andrew this is probably the least attention i have paid to a movie and will probably pay to a movie that we do for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because this is this is a child's movie. Yes, yeah, so this movie, <laughs> like I said, we only watch because we are very dedicated to this concept, almost like a dare. Yeah, we are watching every movie <laughs> yeah. that came out in the year two thousand two. We watched Peter Pan two: Return to Neverland. Yeah, that's right. Which is meant for little children. <laughs> um. I, let me let me see if I can recap this plot off the yeah. top of my head. It's not important. Nothing's important. <laughs> uh, so the daughter of Wendy from Peter Pan yeah. is not a believer in Peter Pan. Right. And then she like... Uh, or fairies. Or fairies. And yeah. it gets like teleported into Neverland. Yeah. Because the real world in this movie is London like during World War Two. Right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. World War Two now. Yeah. Uh, and then she meets Peter Pan, she meets Captain Hook. Yeah, meets all the Lost Boys. Uh, she has to do battle with Captain Hook mm-hmm. after she gets kidnapped. Um, and then she... Because she, she makes a deal with Captain Hook to help him find mm-hmm. some treasure or something like that. Right. And, uh, Captain Hook knows that... <laughs> knows that I'll watch this by myself uh, eligible bachelor <laughs> watching uh, this movie. i i did watch this with my son yeah so i did i have like a little bit of a like it makes it, it makes it somewhat passable uh but what what's uh what's wendy's daughter's name i should know this because i watched lucy? it lucy lucy i was gonna I say is it lucy? lucy i think it's lucy because i'm just it's thinking like wendy and lucy it's like Lucy or oh right like <laughs> yeah the movie when <laughs> Michelle Williams and her dog um, um I think it is Lucy yeah I think it is yeah it's either like Lucy yeah. or Laura it was with an L definitely not Laura um yeah uh Jane Jane, Jane. yeah that's it Jane um so yeah she like makes a deal with Captain Hook to get like help like peter find the treasure and you know in doing so she will deliver peter pan to captain hook so captain hook can kill peter pan <laughs> i don't know yeah i also was like doing chores while this you was on you can't watch this as no. a fully grown adult and pay no, it's to this is not for us no um I, I I I don't even know how to grade it, although it won't be high. Yeah. It, it's bad. I will say it's like bad, even though yeah. it's not for us. Um, the animation on this movie looks like shit. There was one thing I was like, that looks awful. 
Um, it's so low budget. Yeah. Did Did you watch this on? Oh, a DVD, right? I watched it on DVD. Yeah. yeah. I will say on Disney Plus, it it probably looks better than. Okay. However, you saw it. A, okay. A DVD from two thousand two. I'm assuming. Uh, it was no. It was a more recent DVD because mm-hmm. it had like a Blu-ray coming soon. Oh, okay. Uh, like thing. I yeah. just don't think this movie got a Blu-ray release. Probably not. Um. Yeah. Uh, there's like I'm trying to think of stuff we could actually talk about from this movie. There's not much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it has a couple interesting uh, cast members. Does it? I didn't notice any cast members. Okay. Well, Spencer Breslin is one of the. Oh, uh, okay. One of the um, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Um, so I guess that's interesting. Yeah. And then uh, Dan Castellaneta, aka mm. Homer Simpson, is like the voice of some pirates. Is he the voice of uh, Smee? Mm, it just says pirates. Pirates. Oh, maybe he just voices like a couple miscellaneous yeah. pirates. I don't think he's the voice of. No, Smee is uh, someone named Jeff Bennett. Hmm. Which is a lot of these are like voice actors specifically. Yeah. So, but like, um, uh, yeah. When I think of Smee, I just think of Bob Hoskins from right. Hook. Yeah. Hook is probably, I, I, I'm sure it's <laughs> blasphemous to some people, but, yeah. but to me, that's like when I think of Peter Pan, the Peter Pan, like, yeah like lore mythos mm-hmm. or whatever i think of that which yeah. i know which i've seen obviously he... i even liked the cartoon as a kid yeah but hook was like a favorite movie of mine as a kid, as a kid yeah me too i watched hook way more than i watched the like the cartoon peter pan mm-hmm. from the 50s which i want to say i only saw once and it was like when I was a kindergartner. So I haven't seen that Peter Pan in a very long time. Okay. Which some people would probably shake their heads at. Uh, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Dis- Disney and Disney animation and all that stuff is not uh, my thing. So Yeah. yeah it's fine. Uh, but yeah this movie is not very good it's like i honestly have no idea why it wasn't released straight to video like you know like one of those direct video sequels like the lion king 2 or the return of jafar or something like that because it's like it's very like inconsequential like it's an hour long it's an hour and five minutes it feels like two episodes of Uh, like a tv show stitched together like you could have probably done it like that Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah um like hook tries to capture peter and fails and that's it and then (laughs) jane goes back to london and end of movie uh yeah it it is over very quickly (laughs) because i remember like doing something on my phone and i was like oh this is like almost over yeah (laughs) Um, uh i will never see this movie again um God no! I, it's stupid that I had to watch this one. This might get the award for a movie that I probably would never see if not for this podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I think every other movie. I, th- has I think there's maybe even something yeah. about it. I think that, there's even like a possibility I would have seen something like Roz or <laughs> State Property 
<laughs> at some point in my life, but not this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, because why would you? Yeah. Why would you ever watch this like Cause, forgotten sequel? To, yeah. Um, Even my son wouldn't pick this. No, he said watch. he was bored. <laughs> he was bored. <laughs> I watched this the same day that he like got a, a trampoline, so he was way more into the trampoline than this well, movie. I mean, that's uh, hard to compete with the trampoline. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to grade this movie. D plus, I guess. I was thinking like C minus. Um, okay. Yeah, I might go land on C minus because it is like real bad. But uh, again, maybe like a kid might enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, I get. I don't know. Yeah. I thought like I tried to focus on things that like maybe I could appreciate about it, like animation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember thinking like really paying attention to the animation in some scenes mm-hmm. and thinking how bad it looked mm-hmm. like, and it's in such a weird era for animation too. Cause like Disney, well, Pixar had already, you know, clearly established itself by yeah. 2002. So like 3d animation was kind of the, the way and, yeah 2d stuff was clearly reserved for like direct-to-video type mm-hmm. fodder so it is weird that this even came out in theaters at all right so i looked for stuff that i would at least be like well i can at least appreciate that about mm-hmm. it even if i don't like it mm-hmm. and uh, i didn't find much so yeah. uh d a d for me yeah d plus i guess actually uh yeah, I do think it's a more competent movie than John Q. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Even, at least at least has a a, a beginning and an end that like, yeah. go together. Yeah. Even though I guess if you were to like make me watch another one of those movies again, I guess I would probably pick John I Q. Pick just because it's like for adults. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's got like Robert Duvall and James Woods and stuff like that. Uh, what do you think this scored on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, oh, man. I wouldn't even... 65. Wow. Uh, 45. Oh, okay. I, I was uh, thinking it would be positive. Just critics would be like... Well, it's for kids. Yeah, yeah. like that kind of a response. Right. Um, um, I would yeah. think that critics would feel bad giving it too low of a review. Uh, yeah, I mean... Not really. <laughs> I mean, no one... It doesn't seem to get, like, skewered. No one's saying, like, oh, it's awful. Most people mm-hmm. are just like, yeah, it's pretty uninspired or whatever. Yeah. Which is, I think, fair to say about yeah, it. Yeah, because it is. Even if, yeah, even if it is for kids, it's, like, yeah. a, a not good uh-huh. kids movie. It's yeah. just not offensively bad. Yeah. Like, if it were an episode of, like, a Peter Pan TV show, That's what like, it, feels, it would be, like, what, yeah. a pretty good episode of that show it feels like you're watching a disney channel yeah or something right uh yeah that's literally all i can say about that i don't think i have anything else i've got nothing else on return to neverland yeah i don't think i don't think there's anything Uh, but uh that's uh four out of five for yeah february february 15th we got one more which yeah. is Super Troopers. Super Troopers. That'll be our next episode. I'm excited for that one. That'll be a fun one to talk about. Yeah. Um, I may watch the commentary on that one, too. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to propose this. I think we should also watch Broken Lizard's Club Dread 
to discuss. Yeah, we talked about this the other day a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm going to do you one further. Okay. I'm going to say we watched the trilogy with mm-hmm. Beer Fest as well. <laughs> that was their, well, uh, I guess Super Troopers 2. I'm not watching Oof. that, though. I'm not yeah. doing that. But um, I say we do the, the original three trilogy, which yeah. is this, uh, Super Troopers, mm-hmm. Club Dread, and yeah. Beer Fest. All right, I'll do all. I'll do all three of those. I can do uh, yeah, I'd be willing to watch all three of those for this this podcast. <laughs> and I know which one I'm looking forward to watching the most because it's the one that I <laughs> Penelope. Penelope, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I have a soft spot for all three of those. Movies, yeah. Uh, um, in a way, if uh, if friend of the pod and former guest harry were here with us he would join me in as far as being team club dread goes i am curious where i would rank them i think i i think i typically would rank them in release order Mm -hmm. like super troopers club dread then beer fest beer fest but uh maybe it'll be shaken up yeah i mean club dread is definitely probably the most like subversive of the three right yeah which is interesting so yeah well we can talk more about it when we get get to that episode yeah yeah i mean because when else would we be able to talk club dread yeah so all three of those movies right Yeah. yeah yeah Um, and I believe we are going to have a guest for that episode. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think Travis is coming back. Trav. He's very excited. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen this movie, so I don't know Uh how spoilery we we marked this, but also I don't know anyone who cares about this movie. Uh Uh, but the, uh, the Sopranos movie, I believe, what was that? from last year what was that called again the many saints of newark many saints of newark yeah um, i i didn't see it okay they do the uh they do the same bit from beer fest you know when landfill dies and then he's just replaced with like an <laughs> his, exact twin his brother <laughs> apparently yeah. they do that but like unironically <laughs> in that movie <laughs> and i remember reading that and nice. being like oh they do the beer fest thing and yeah i thought that was very funny yeah Man, for some reason, I'm now excited to rewatch all these Broken Lizard movies. Yeah, <laughs> you gonna watch the Slam and Salmon also? I don't know if I'm gonna go that far. But, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's what you can look forward to on our next episode. That's right. Uh, probably a couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks for that one. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I've got nothing else. Thank you for listening. Um. Please rate, review, and subscribe. That's right. That's yeah. normally Dan's line. I mean, lately you've been saying it, and then you've been also saying that's normally Dan's <laughs> line, so I don't know whose line it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, and, you know, go out and watch John Q. Yeah. <laughs> so you can uh, know what we're talking about with some of this stuff. Uh, I guess, if you want to. It's on yeah. Tubi now. Yeah, it's now on Tubi. This, yeah. But as of as of the, the month that this releases, which is April 2022, mm-hmm. uh, if someone's listening to this well into the future, that's a weird thought. Yeah. Uh, it's currently on Tubi. So yeah. you can watch it for free with ads on Tubi. Is, is Tubi listening to our podcast? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. If Tubi's listening, like... Yeah. I, I'm a fan of Tubi. We'll we'll happily advertise your service on yeah, the show. Absolutely. In exchange for, I don't know. 
a Tubi sticker, a, a Tubi something. T-shirt, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what they would have to offer us. They yeah. don't, they don't have like a subscription. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, a Tubi mug. Tubi mug, yeah, yeah. I would do that. Uh, all right, well, yeah. Thank you okay. so much, and we'll see you on the next episode. Adios. Goodbye.